three, three, two, two, one. It's time for the show. Action. You're listening to the It's My Time podcast, a recording of the experiences, past and present, of everyday people. And now, here's your host, the one and only. Asher Chua. Hey, Casual. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Doing great. <laughs> Grinding as usual. I just, I wanted to interview you because I, I just met you through Breathe University. I think I came across your profile either through like a friend request or something. And I'm, okay. always, I'm always amazed by everybody that's in Breathe University because everybody has different stories and different backgrounds, but we all seem to be wanting to reach like a better level in our lives and our finances, like everything. Everybody just wants to win. And yeah. I'm just curious to know, like, who are you in your own words? Like, who do you say that you are? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, for me, um, I'm just a serial entrepreneur who loves to really see people. And it goes back to when you start reading biblical um, passages. And when it, when it starts to speak to you as that nobody should be poverty, you and nobody should be poor, it starts to make me understand that we choose to be, choose to live a certain life, become a certain way. We mm-hmm. accept the fact that, okay, this is just how my life, you know, my cards were dealt. And I just think that, you know, if you were born into poverty, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But then when you get to a certain age, you have a, when you get to make, when you can make your own decision, you have right. the decision to change that, that particular, the path. Mm-hmm. And I think that I just want to be able to, to reach back out and to those who feel like hopeless is, you know, it's not possible or I don't have that, that opportunity. So my legacy that I want to leave behind is that I change the dynamics of the way people look at entrepreneurship or even, you know, somebody who wants to live that nine to five life. It's okay, but master it. Be the best at it. You know, don't don't just accept, you know, $40,000 a year or $60,000. Don't just, just don't accept living paycheck to paycheck. There's a better outcome. So it's just really trying to reach those people and allow them to dive deep within themselves and just push them to the max. So I'm, I, I just, if I had to sum myself up in one word, I would say I am a kingdom legacy builder. I want to help people build legacies. Gotcha. And I, I guess a good follow up to that, um, because when I, when we were originally going to meet, the times didn't work out, but right. I, I, I caught one of your live videos and like, as I was watching it, I was like, oh, he's giving 13 points. I just started writing them down and I was like, okay, I got yeah. one through seven, like the video dropped for a second, but you got it figured out and you just picked up right where you left off. So yeah. my question to you is, um, I guess from a biblical perspective and like from a life perspective, because that seems to be what you draw from, um, what is faith to you? Oh man, and and I wish my wife was here to hear this one. <laughs> she loves me when I talk about my faith. You know, my faith level is that I've gotten to a point where a lot of my, and I'm still human, right? So I always want to make sure I say that, but I've gotten to a point where my worries about the humanity, humanity stuff, meaning that like bills, um, situations, things of that nature. I'm, I'm at a place now when it's out of my, if it's out of my control, mm-hmm. I don't stress about it. 
I said, hey, God, listen, I can't I can't deal with this. For the matter of fact, I can't deal with anything that you throw my way. I'm, I'm giving it all to you. But I'm I'm walking. I, I literally believe in that scripture. Walk by faith, not by sight. So I, I watch the book of Eli every year purposely because it just reminds me of how he went through that journey. And through that journey, he went through. And every time I watch it, I get a different revelation from it. You know, I get the revelation of him going through the battles, having to fight those individuals. The whole time he was blind and did and getting to the end to be able to say it was never about the book. Mm-hmm. The download that God, God said, whether you carry that book or not, I'm going to download what you need to get you through that journey. So for me, man, I, everything that I do is like the downloads that God gives me. In my mind, I'm saying, in my mind, being human, I say, God, this can't work. I started, I started to look at the measurements and be like, well, you know, marketing hasn't been done here yet, or, you know, we haven't done this and we haven't tested the market for this. But God, is, God reminds me every time that I go to that zone, he says, who am I? Mm-hmm. You think I brought you this far for you to for, for this to just crumble? Right. So for me, man, you, you know, for the and the crazy part is it's the smallest things that he has done for me mm-hmm. that my like God didn't have to do something miraculous for me to jump on the bandwagon of the faith, the faith right. bandwagon, so to speak, right? The little thing he's done, and I think that for me, because I'm identifying and paying attention to the smaller things that he's done. When mm-hmm. people when people say to me, "Why are you so humble?" When you know, when there's a, a bunch of money coming into you know the place, or God has just done something for me amazing, they're like, "Why are you so humble?" Because right. you just don't understand that the faith that I've I've witnessed from a smaller perspective, mm-hmm. when he does something miraculous, it's like I already knew he was going to do it because I'm walking by faith and not by sight. I'm mm-hmm. you know. I'm, I'm extremely happy, but I was more happy when he did the smaller thing for me versus the bigger because it was like if I can trust you with this, then giving you the giving you the world is is not. I mean, I'm I'm on cloud nine with my faith, man. I just for me. Everything is just faith driven. Everything that I do is just faith. I'd be like, God, look, I don't know how this is gonna work, <laughs> but guess what? It's all, it's all, it's all to you, and, and let's roll. Let's go to work. So right, right. That, that, that's that's where I'm at with my man. That's I, I lean on my faith. Mm-hmm. That's my life. Gotcha. My life is my faith. So let let me ask you this: how how did it? How long did it take you to get to this point? And um, like, what really happened in your life to be able to um, really embrace? faith because a lot of times for me personally when i hear people talk about faith like i grew up in church like my dad's a pastor so like every single day that was what you were raised on that's what you were fed on that's like your devotion and everything but i kind of had this disconnect where i heard about it but i didn't really have a chance to practice it i was just kind of going through the motions like get up do this do that but then when a problem like would present itself it's almost like all that stuff that i learned really didn't apply and I, it's like, I didn't, I didn't put, I didn't take this and the other and put it together and say like, oh, okay, like this situation, that's like, a, it's a challenging situation. It's not just like, oh, I'm going to throw my hands up and just be like, oh God, take the wheel. I'm just going right. to not do anything. Right. It's like a test is right. coming up. Uh, oh, I forgot to study. Oh God, take the wheel. I'm, I'm walking by faith. And it's like, that that's not the same thing. Like that's, no, not, no, that's not the no. same thing at all. <laughs> no, not at all. You know, um, man, I, it's, I would have to say it's been a lot of journeys that God has sent me on to kind of increase that faith level. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you don't just wake up one day and just be like, you know what, I'm just going to, you know, just believe in this faith thing, right? right. Um, throughout my journey, God has shown me his presence 
And through that, that has increased my faith level to the point where I'm at now. So it's a stepping stone. And, you know, I think that when you start to submit to his will mm-hmm. in certain mm-hmm. things, and I'm going to say that when I started to really, like when I evolved into my faith level is when I married my wife two years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where I literally just opened up the, the reservoir and was like, okay, there's unlimited access now at this point. So for me, man, you know, and I think that that was like a missing piece. And it's, uh, it's so funny how God has a sense of humor like mm-hmm. he allows us to make the choices and the decisions in our life but he's still right there to guide us right so then he walks you through the trials and the tribulations he brings you out of the, the turmoil and he always asks that that very simple question are you ready yet right and it's right. like you know and you'd be like well no nah, god let me he said, okay well go ahead and you go, you go right back <laughs> And then he, when you come out, you be like, so are you ready yet? I, I don't have to worry about that question being asked no more mm-hmm. because I think I've needed my my journey to the new. Mm-hmm. You know, you always walk into a new, a new season, a new month, a new, a new lifestyle, whatever the case may be. So I never, God never has to ask me again, am I right? Like, right. I'm, I've all, I'm, like I've, I made that decision when I married my wife and that's what took me and formed me. And it was like, okay, here's unlimited faith. Now I need to take you you in this platform so you start focusing on you know uh discernment you can start focusing on persevering you can start focusing on um you know success so he just he just opened up that door for other things because now i've mastered faith right. you know and again i'm not perfect i'm still human so i still have certain doubts about certain things or certain situations but he always reminds me and he puts me he, he realigns me Versus me having to walk through the wilderness for 40 right. days, he realigns me quickly. It's like instantly he, he gifts my mind, whether he speaks through my wife, mm-hmm. through my children, through individuals like yourself, uh, through, you know, through E or anybody. It just realigns me quickly and say, hey, remember, I got you. I brought you this far. Right. You know, you, you got it. So it's definitely, it's definitely was a stepping stone. It wasn't like you said, you can't just be like, oh, well, you know. I'm just going to let God, I'm just going to give it to you. No, you, you have to apply. Like you right. got to put some, you got to put some work in. You know what I mean? Because you got to show God that you really, you really want him to operate into what he needs to do. He right. needs you to at least do 10%. I mean, give something. You can't just come to the table with nothing. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So for me, it's definitely, it definitely was a journey. So I honestly, you know, I'm, I'm 35. So you're talking about by the time I was 33, mm-hmm. me up into that time. And choices, right? right. The choices right. we make in life. I know people, we got a young lady in church, um, a little girl. She's like eight years old, nine years old. She mm-hmm. asked for prayer yesterday or day before yesterday and asked the, the pastor to give her, to pray over her so she doesn't lose a connection. Or not, you know what I'm saying? Like in in my mind, I'm like, wow, like I wish, right? But I'm but I'm happy that I'm I've arrived where I'm at now. Right. It took me 33 years to get to this point to be like my faith level is just like Superman. Right. So yeah, man, 30, 33 years, man. And when I married my wife, that's when I got that that access of being able to like exert the principle of faith to individuals like yourself or even to that young to that young girl and say, Hey, listen, mm-hmm. you trust in God, but you gotta you gotta have and I think that's what we don't do. We don't we don't spend enough time with him. Mm-hmm. And and I think that I learned that part of it when I was probably 27, 28, somewhere around there. Yeah. And a gentleman had came to me and he taught me about the four watches and about praying on those four watches. 
So ever since he taught me that, that's actually where I started to see my faith level started to increase more and more because every time I would go and seek God, he would do something because it was like I was coming to seek him, right? And he and the crazy part is when you're new at it, God will do something for you quick just to get you in the zone. Right. But then when you become like a veteran, he doesn't respond as quick as quick as he did when he when it was before, right? And I and I understand because it's all about maturity. It's like, okay, look, I showed you that I was real. I don't need to show you that I'm real no more. Now I just need you to trust. Now I need you to, you to have that faith. You know I got you. I need you to just endure just a little bit longer because your reward in the end is a bigger outcome than what you thought you saw. So, you know, th- that's where I'm at with, man. So I think that if we spend more time with God, that's how we kind of get to that place. And I think even with your situation, you mm-hmm. got to think you were in a familiar, you're in a familiar zone, right? You're in a familiar atmosphere because right. you grew up in, in the church like that, you know, and I know, I know the schedule, you know, Sunday and you go, yeah. you go back, you know, Bible study, then you got prior <laughs> rehearsal, you know, I mean, you, just, you, you, know you, almost, you work in that church almost five, six days a week. So right. it becomes so familiar to you. It's almost like, it's, I mean, honestly, it's almost like energy drinks, right? Mm-hmm. If you continuously drink energy drinks, um, at, at some point, your body's going to become immune to it. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the effect that it's supposed to give you, it doesn't give it to you anymore. Right. So it's the, it's, you know, it's the same thing with those in the, and see me, I never grew up in church. Mm-hmm. I always believed in God because my father instilled it into me that I always believe in God, always submit to God. But brother, it wasn't ordained in my household to go to church at when we wanted to go to church, my father was like, hey, whatever you want to do, do it. You know what I mean? So I wasn't raised in that atmosphere. So it's like, it's for me, I'm drawn to it, right? I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in that zone. But I think that you always had a one up on mm-hmm. everybody. It's just about not having the, the opportunity or the understanding of really how to apply it. And even right. with your father being a pastor, people don't understand that. And when you deal with like kids who have pastors and as fathers and stuff like that, it's a different tonality from somebody else because it's not like your father could tell you something and I can tell you the same thing and you mm-hmm. may adhere to what I say because right. it's coming from a different voice. Right, right. So he may say it in an aggressive way and I may say it in a motivational way. So it's like we're, we're speaking the same message but yeah. you understand the way I'm delivering to you versus because it's too common, right, right? right? And that's why I love the fact that my wife has a mentor. A lot of mm-hmm. people say, well, you could be your wife's mentor. No, it's too familiar. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's too familiar for her. I've told my wife many of things and she has, the mentor, her mentor has told her the same exact thing and she jumps on it. Right. And it's because I'm, I'm just too aggressive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But the mentor is more, he's more motivational. So I get it and I understand that. So that's kind of where I'm at with that platform. So can you, I know you've mentioned your wife. Can you, can you tell me like how you came to meet her and also how you came to the point of maturity to where you're not necessarily offended to where it's like oh like my wife has a mentor that she can go to and get some of the same information that I can give her like how did you get to that like mind state and be able to walk that out in your life absolutely so basically um I had asked God of course you know I was like no God God gave me that last that last talk and say are you ready I say God I am ready I'm ready for 
you know, unlimited wealth, you know, financial success. I just want, I want it all. I want to be where I need to be. I don't want to be struggling in anything whatsoever. And um, I said, okay, well, in order for that to happen, you have to give up something you like to do. That was, you know, be playing the dozens, right? Being in the, being in the field mm-hmm. as a male, you know what I'm saying? Um, just doing the things that's just not highly in a sense. Um, so I had to narrow myself down and say, okay, well, God, send me who it needs to be. And the crazy part, when I asked him that, well, he didn't even send it to me until like a year later, mm-hmm. right? So I'm sitting here searching and thinking that, you know, immediately it's going to happen. And a year later, I meet my wife in 2017. And um, he told me, he said, and he was like, this is her. Yeah. And when he said that, I met her. We met on the phone February the 16th. I met her for the first time, March the 2nd. And we got married on Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. So literally like months after meeting because God had told me like this is her. So in doing that, um, as soon as that took place, then here comes God again showing up and showing out immediately because I took that leap of faith right. and I followed his instruction. He was like, look, I'm just here's your bonus. Like here's your 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 honeymoon reward, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I, um at that point and then of course, you know, still having that mentality or having that dominion as a male, that dominant male perspective, you know, mm-hmm. I will, I, of course, you know, as any male, you know, you kind of have that jealousy of like, there's another man, you know, mentoring my woman. But mm-hmm. then as, because me and my, my wife have conversations, um, right. we communicate. That's very important. We have a communication platform that right. we've created within the two years that we've been married. Um, we, we understand, one, we're entrepreneurs. Right. A shadow of a doubt. And two, we've built such of a loyalty one another as not having a concern or worry about what each other is doing if they're, you know, in a situation where they have to be alone with their mental whatever the case may be, but it puts us in a place of knowing what to do and what not to do, right? It's not like she's going to meet with her mentor at a hotel, right? Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, there's there's always boundaries that we set as a husband and a wife, but understanding that in order for my wife to elevate and get to the level that he needs to get to, she's going to need another voice. And I had to come to that conclusion because in my mind, I'm saying, well, I mentor a lot of females, you know what I mean? And and I get and I understand why the opposite sex is, is somewhat better than the same sex is because, again, it goes back to that being familiar with that spirit and it's not saying because I have a lot of males that I mentor as well I got more more women than I do and I get it and I understand it I think because I'm a mentor and I understand principles of mentorship that's what helps me really cultivate and kind of encourage my wife baby I'm glad that you got you got a mentor I'm glad you have a male mentor because I get the, the the opposite sex being mentored be able to get her really established where she's at so you got to remove emotions from from situations like that and that's what we both do right we move those and again it goes back to being still human right we still have our our moments we still have our times and that's because we're seeking attention that's really what it's all about when you be like look you with your mentor five days a week (laughs) it goes into that mode and it's all about in, that is the emotional part and, and, and attention, right? So I think that we we have a great relationship in communication, which allows us to have a better understanding in situations. Gotcha. And 
I don't know if I if I already asked this, but what like what if you can point to maybe one thing? Um, what allowed you to have the conversation with your wife to say, hey, like, okay, we just met. And I don't know if you guys, within the time that you met, you already knew that you were going to marry her, like mm-hmm. by Mother's Day. Is that three months or four yeah. months? Yeah, like three months. Yeah. Yeah. So within three months of meeting this woman, like, I'm sure she's amazes you and you're just like, wow, God, like you did a great thing. But like, not only like meeting somebody, getting to the wedding, like that's, that's like great. You're thinking fireworks, but it's like after the fact, having the wherewithal to say, let's put systems in place to make sure that not only I'm winning, but you're winning as well. And then let's take it to another level. Like we're working together to build something that we both can benefit from. And it's not just you over there doing your thing. It's like, hey, if you want to go do your thing, you can do that. If you want to go do your thing, like you can do that as well. But why not come together since we're already married and we can complement each other to doing this communication business, as you mentioned, and actually like build something up on top of what we've already, like on top of what we're building. Like you're literally like from the time that you ask for the marriage to ask for the wife, like you've built up the marriage and you weren't just focused on like the marriage date. Like what, how did that like mindset come about? Like how, like how did you develop that from like not being obligated to go into the church to like, okay, I I want to seek out this information. I'm not going to listen to all the noise that's going on in the world or maybe the people in my circle. Right. Right. So for me, um, one of the reasons or the directions was the love that my wife already had for God. And that's that's how, honestly, that's how it really allowed me to be like, okay, she's the one. Because when God said, when God told me she was the one, it was because she has spent a great deal of her life, not all of her life. She also grew up in the church, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, she, uh, she was a prophet. You know, she wants these things. So for her, she that was her revelation. When she saw me, she already knew God had showed her my heart. And it was like for her, it was like still, you know, done deal. And then God did the same for me. Mm-hmm. Or for that piece, that's how that made it that much more clear. Is because I loved, I love God to to life. Mm-hmm. And she had such of a close relationship with him. And being and once we married, it was like she opened up a whole nother door for me to see the side of what God had planned for me, mm-hmm. right? And she still speaks life and speaks visions into my life now. But then and when it comes to that communication piece of it and, and, and developing how we work together so well, that's because I asked God to teach me how to love her the way you love her. Mm. So when I asked God that specific piece, he started to download to me everything I needed to make sure that we stay, you know, tight, you know, right. so, you know, that's why you will see us on Facebook. My birthday was, just, you know, just past my wife, you know, she, she had my birthday planned out for the whole week, but mm. she got to that point because when we first got together, her very first, our first year of being together, that's what I did for her birthday, right? I did a, I, I took the first 30 days of December was all hers. Well, I did, I got her a card every Every day of December. So in her mind, she's like, I'm not used I'm to something new. Yeah. But it, it allowed her to see another side of herself to say, well, you know, dang, he really put a lot of, you know, a, a lot into my birthday. Right. So it went her just giving me a gift card and saying, here you go, baby, you know, do what you can do. <laughs> 
you know, to now putting some thought into it because it just makes her feel that much more better. Like I felt it, mm-hmm. it has more meaning to it in regards to how I cherish you and how I, I really, you know, truly love you. So she, she loves, we love to compliment each other. Right. And I think that that's what our, our, our fire lit um, mm-hmm. and our relationship going strong is because we always try to find different methods. Like she's done so much for my business as far as for, you know, staying up late at night, finding different systems that I can look into, giving me, you know, direction and vice versa, right? And when she's the motivation for her team, she'll come to me or she needs to speak speak to something in church. So maybe Mm -hmm. I'm preaching in church, what should I talk about? And I'll give her a topic and I'll kind of like give her a direction and then she just she just goes with it, right? But we have a great way of complimenting each other in certain situations. And then mm-hmm. again, it goes back to we're not perfect, right? We also have those times where we have disagreements, but it's normal. And that's right. what people don't mean. Like, it's normal to have a disagreement. It's when you don't have a disagreement, mm-hmm. it becomes a problem. Right. When it becomes an issue. Right. Because if we have no disagreements, then we're not growing. Right. And that's an right. issue. You know what I mean? So I think that that's, that's another thing that keeps our relationship lit is because we do have those disagreements about certain situations. And it doesn't mean, you know, that um, because we have a disagreement that we can't just, you know, love on one another after the fact. It's a disagreement. And that's just, we just agree to disagree. And that's it. That's just life is. And I think that the more we continue to speak that into each other Mm -hmm. by not just hovering over attitudes or Hovering over uh, um, a dis, you know, a miscommunication, or hovering over, you know, just not agreeing on certain things. Because at some point, God reveals. It, it is, you see, it's, it's always three sides to every soul. It's your side, yeah. it's my yeah. side, and it's the truth. <laughs> and the yeah. truth is right. So God always doing the course. We agree to disagree during our course. God will do something to to let us know which one was right or wrong. But we've come to a conclusion literally a couple days ago to say it's no it's no longer who's right or wrong. It's about making sure that we're properly informed. Right. We literally like literally about three or four days ago we came to the conclusion that we're no longer going for the right wrong. See, there's that growth. But we're moving to another realm, right? So we're not even pointing the finger who's right wrong. happens we're like okay baby guess what this is just the right way to do things and that's mm-hmm. it and we, just, we don't even say you were right or i was right we don't even do that anymore we're like baby look guess what this is just the way it is this is how it's how it has to be because god showed us that this is it yeah. so hey now we got the right answer and then we just keep it moving right so mm-hmm. because what happens is when you start pointing the finger of who's right and wrong you recircle you resurface what you guys had already had a disagreement about and now it comes into you build something even bigger that doesn't even it's right. like I don't need to sit here and be cocky because I was right. Yeah. Good. I'm glad that we both have an understanding. I'm glad that God gave me the the, the knowledge. Now you have it. Now let's mm-hmm. move on to the next the next battle. Right. So, Again, I just like I said, it just took place like three or four days ago. Mm-hmm. So that elevation, man, God just it's it is it's a continuous thing. And I think that that's where people go wrong at. They think that you get to a certain level and it's top. Right. And right. It's, if you think about biblical principles, God never stopped. Like it, mm-hmm. it, it never stopped. The Bible stopped, but it, the journey lives through us. Like we're the new, we're the we're the next chapter yeah. of biblical principles that people are gonna read. Who's the know who's who knows what happens when we pass away, right? There may right. be another Bible that may be written that's I don't know what it'll be called, right? But it'll come about <laughs> and I in the Bible having conversations like this, right? Right, and right. 
that passage where we're talking about and we're indulging in great, great conversation about God or whatever the case may be. So mm-hmm. yeah, man, that, that's definitely where I'm at. That's awesome, man. You, you got me pumped up already, just fired up. I'm like, oh, man. I, I was talking to uh, Shelly Sheldon the other day, and she was talking about uh, a book that she's writing is going to come out November 1st. And she's saying that um, she the book is basically her speaking a child into existence, like a child that she's been wanting. And she's been speaking that into existence. And she basically like wrote out, like, this is what the child is called. Um, this is... His name is Chandler. It's like the adventures of Chandler and the prayer shop. And it's like, as soon as she said that, I was like, wow, I think I've been, I've been thinking too small. I'm thinking like, okay, get my life together with God, like go out, do my morning devotion. It's like, you got me thinking I need to start praying children into existence to be like, okay, like God, like give me this, like, let me speak it. Let me ask for it. And then the desires of my heart will be fulfilled. And yeah. like, I always hear people say, um, especially with the, the men's prayer line, I'm not sure if you're aware of it, but it's like a good group of guys that e, E.T., Eric Thomas, and um, a couple of his college classmates back in the day, they started it when they went to Oakwood. And okay. it kind of grew from there where they just, different people kept inviting guys to the group. And like now it's a thing that just is opened up like Monday through Friday, people will jump on. I think Saturday we do like a different variation of it and Sunday it's like something else is going on, but it's like this constant edification of men. And like, by all means, it's a majority of people on there are black men that are speaking not only about faith, but about their spirituality, their emotional health, their physical health, people that have been in like all stages of life, people that may just be starting, people that have been um, like elevated. People will tell you like, okay, I've, I've been up and then I've been down also. It's like, here's where God humbled me. Here's where I was broken. And kind of seeing that where people are really genuine and they have like a purpose for why they do what they do when it comes to faith specifically and it's not just something that's um that's just a routine i think it really drives home the point as to like why that's such a motivating factor for people and why when you speak you speak with that power you speak with that reassurance that like my faith is in something that's greater than me and some people may call god the universe or energy or something else. It's like, regardless what you want to call it, it's like understanding that you can work like everything depends on you, but like you pray like everything depends on God and actually like taking that into action. It's a powerful thing. And just like, just being fortunate to be like in the Breathe University group and just reaching out to someone like yourself, like never met you in person before, but like just seeing the connection where it's like, hey, would you like to be on a podcast? Just started it this month. Figuring it out as I'm going along and it's like, yeah, like we'll do it. Okay, we missed the first deadline, like let's reschedule and like yeah. bam, it just all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord. And like Absolutely. being able to say that now so comfortably and not feeling so embarrassed to where like, Oh my god, who's watching this? Who's gonna listen? What are they gonna think about me? It's like none of that matters. Like yeah. none of that nope. matters. Like none of it matters. And you know just yeah you some encouragement on that brother listen and i think he, he has even said it that it took him 20 years to get what he got 
He used to put out first video, you know, first motivation. Nobody was on, right? Mm -hmm. And that went on for like months. I don't know, even if, even years before he decided to really start to get develop some type of group, right? And then you figure mm -hmm. after a year, you only get 10 people. Mm -hmm. You only get 20 people. Look, brother, look, it, it took me five years to get 5,000 friends. Now, I know people, are, that's still good because it's like, that's almost like a thousand friends a year. But at mm -hmm. the same time, it's like, I've seen people get a Facebook page in a matter of like months, man. They, they get the 5,000 friends. But every, and understanding that everybody's journey is different, right? Right. So your podcast, I had, we had a um, school of business. We teach our church um, for, the, for the month of October every Monday nights, right? Mm -hmm. and I had a gentleman who said, well, I'm a songwriter, but I don't want to put my music out because there are so many other songs writers out there and i'm saying in what like there's a there's a jiffy loop on the corner yeah but then there's another jiffy loop down i mean like it doesn't matter but you got to put yourself out there because who's to say that your songwriting is exactly what the people in the industry have been looking for they've been so tired of the the people that they're accustomed to they're like i just want somebody new right so you got to think about the same thing with your podcast getting individuals like myself and, other, and all of the other individuals that you're going to acquire along the way people are going to look into your podcast like man some good people on there that's talking about some real stuff that's really giving us some nuggets that's that's really like that really helped me out in my situation and that's the that's what i love about god see we like to downplay ourselves but biblically yeah. god has already given us given us the keys he's given us the keys to be great at what we we know that we can be great at we know that we are great at. that's why you hear the, the saying you can do anything you put your mind to that is right. so true right you can do anything and then all of a sudden by mistake <laughs> I mistake, and I say this gracefully, but I mistake somebody and say, you know what, brother? Look, I wanna, I wanna fund your whole podcast. I wanna give you everything that you need. Like you just never know, right? One who's listening to who you're interviewing. You just don't know, right? Right. So man, it's this. It's I'm so I'm excited that I am. A, I, I was able to say, hey, look, I was, <laughs> I, was I was I was on one of the first podcasts yep. that started <laughs> long ago. You know, I can look back, I can reflect back because I speak nothing but but grace over your life as far as for success with your podcast or to take it to a level that you didn't even expect. Mm. I hope God literally blows your mind and be like, God, I just just don't be afraid. Embrace right. it and, and just and just roll with it, right? Mm. Expect failure. Yep. Expect failure and expect it to learn. You want to expect failure to learn what not to do moving forward as you continue to grow. Right. But expect it. Don't run from it. And don't run from the blow-up. Don't run from the explosion that God is going to get ready to do for you. Embrace it and just roll with it. Right. And just roll with it. Thank you. I received that. <laughs> <Whew>. <laughs> I'm almost nervous to like keep going. I'm like, should should we just cut it? Just end it right there. But I think I have I have one or two more questions. So uh, one, first of all, what is the the marketing business that you and your wife started? Can you tell me tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So um, I have a marketing firm that's been in business for 17 years, and my wife is. Um, amazing business development, business development and social media like guru, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, she's kind of mastered that arena. And so when you take the skill set that she has and kind of incorporate it with what I rolling we kind of just figure out you know what lane is is the masterpiece, right? Mm -hmm. Um so my wife has her lane and I have my lane. 
And then we just kind of incorporate the team kind of and go to work. Like at the School of Business last night, she taught about like social media and like the things to do on social media because she that's kind of her space. That's kind of her realm. Um, you know, in mind the one I talked about funding uh, before was business credit, right? How to actually structure business properly to start getting some of the finances that you can get as a business without having to worry about using one, your personal credit, and then two, trying to get a business loan. Like there's so many resources that you can get at the beginning without having to worry about, oh, I need capital right now. There are so many resources that actually gives you capital as a company. Um, And these are just things that we don't know as entrepreneurs. I literally was a young lady who goes to our church, she was in business for five years and the structure of her business just wasn't set up properly to receive those funds. In literally 48 hours, she got herself uh, situated and then now she's expecting to start getting some type of credit card in a matter of two weeks or uh, three weeks from now. Nice. So, you know, just, just you know, again, mastering and I think that that's, that's key and I think CJ says that um, throughout their, their events that they do with the 1%, mm-hmm. you have to be a master if you're not a master at your gift, mm-hmm. then you're really not indulging or operating in your gift full, right? So you gotcha. gotta find what your, your gift is and whatever whatever that gift is, master that gift, and then once you become a master, that's when you're starting to develop multiple streams of income within that gift that you, you know that you could potentially create. So um yeah, that's that's pretty much how me and my wife kind of incorporated one another. And she has a brand, she has an amazing brand. That she's pushing and that she's doing, um, and you know whatever I help her push that brand, my support level for her is at one hundred percent. So I don't don't have to do it. You know we pretty much I would say for the most part we try to incorporate our schedules to where we work them off one another. Mm-hmm. We have very little times where we have to separate from one another. Um, and I think that we found that being in the same room with one another keeps that motivation mm-hmm. and encouragement takes away that anxiety, takes yeah. away that fear, because we know that once we're done with that platform, we're going to hear the words, baby, you did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, baby, you did a great job. So, you know, we're feeding that, we're feeding each other. And I think that's one of the reasons why we kind of focus on staying together when we're mm-hmm. doing things. Right. So we can get that. Like, I don't care what nobody else says. As long as I hear that from my wife that I did a great job, yeah. everybody else, <laughs> everybody else, <laughs> You know, so yeah, yeah, that, that's how, um, that's how, that's the business that we kind of, kind of merged a little bit together. And then of course, you know, my wife has other things that she does, you know, she's, she's moving into her author realm, you know? So I think that because I'm a, my, my, my master is me being an entrepreneur. I know how to master and building a business. So my wife pulls on that, right? Pulls on that. And, you know, my wife has has mastered um, one of the things as far as for social media. So whenever she gives little tips, I like last night I had to tell her, I said, baby, you know, I took took one or two notes. She's like, you did? You know, (laughs) because her expectation is like, well, you kind of like, you should know. You're like, or you already know, or I thought you already know. And it's like, yeah, but hey, it's, I learned, I learned from her literally every time we're, you know, amongst one another because she can do a presentation a thousand times and I'll, 
always find something that I hear different and I'll kind of take in, take that in, and then I'll, I'll kind of dish it out. So. Wow. That's a beautiful thing. That's really a beautiful thing. And I, just being like be, having this conversation with you and being around people that are just like like-minded like this, but are also taking action to continue to create these situations and these environments. It's very, it's very comforting and it's very rewarding because it's like, it motivates me to do the same. And anytime somebody that may not have that same exposure talks about, Oh, like the world is going to crap. This is falling apart. That's falling apart. I'm like, you're paying attention to the wrong things. Like, come over here and let me show you, like, my world. And this is essentially what that is. Is like, come see this and see people that live today in your neighborhood, like, wherever you think you're located, like, whatever job you think you're doing. Yes, there's some entrepreneurs. There's some people working in construction. There's some people that may be the postman, the mailman, like, the bus driver, something. Like, everybody has a different view of life, but the people that make the most of it and like take that action are really game changers, I would say, because they're, they challenge the status quo and they don't sit around and wait for life to happen to them to say, Oh, like, Oh, like they said on the news, like everybody's dying. Like I can't go to that side of town because they're they're just, they're killing everybody in Chicago. Like don't go to Chicago. Like it's terrible over there. But I'm like, no, that's not true. I just went there last weekend. I I got family there. Like they're like, I walked around, I walked down the street. Yes, there are bad parts of the city, but you don't go there. Like if you know that there's somewhere really bad, you don't just walk into there. And the people that live there, they know how to navigate those areas and they don't just sit around complain like, oh, they're just killing us all. It's like, no, like there are killings, there are deaths, there are there are bad things that happen, but just allowing that to kind of fester or just to be like the overall tone of everything, it's just like, that's not going to help you. It's, yeah. it's just, it's not going to do anything for you, like yeah. anything positive. Absolutely. But if I, if I may ask this last question, um, how valuable is it for you to create or alter a habit? I love that question. Um, this is what I, I love to teach my mentees or and even individuals who ask that same kind of question. Um, it takes your body, your mind, seven days to if you do something seven days, your body becomes adapt, adaptive, adaptive that thing that you're doing those things. For you to fully take control, it takes literally 21 days for you to stay consistent at doing something to where now your mind, your mental now take full control of this particular thing. And I'll give you an example. For those people who like to lose weight, right? That is the reason why they stop after a certain period of time. Because they'll they'll work out maybe three days out of the week and maybe even five. But then the last couple of days, two days, they won't work out. And what happens is, is that because they never completed the seven days, their body doesn't adapt to the habit, right? But then let's just say you do get those people that do complete the seven days. Now their, their, their body has adapted to the habit, but then now they don't make it to the 21st day for their mental now say, this is something that we have to do, right? right. So for me, I wake up at, I'm at the gym at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. And I before I had to get myself to that point, right? But it took me roughly about 21 days. You're talking about, I went to the gym nonstop for 21 days for my whole body. Now, if I do not go to the gym, my body, it, 
it operates differently. It's like, yo, whoa, what are we doing? Like, hey, <laughs> hey I know you want to work, but we got to work out. Like, I need a jog in. I need some weights. I need to, so my body is speaking to me because now I've, I've completed that, that form. So yeah. I would, my advice to you and anybody that's listening uh, or, you know, that, that will listen to this, I would say, if you want to be able to form a habit, if you get form to it for seven days, yeah. start the process, and then if you want to finish the process, do it for 21 days, and then it sets in, right? right? And then from there, it becomes autopilot. It's mm-hmm. the same thing when, when you think about those people who smoke cigarettes, yeah. right? Yeah. You get that first puff, you don't get addicted from the first puff. You know, they consistently do it. Yeah. But within that seven days, now the body conforms to it. And then by the 21st day, it's like, okay, look, every morning, I got to have a cigarette. Same thing with coffee drinkers. Mm-hmm. So anytime you want to form that habit, habit, all you have to do is do something consistently. So it's the same thing with your business. Right. If you wake up every day driving your business, driving your business, you just get accustomed to it, man. you like, okay, boom, nine o'clock. And then what happens is, is that, especially from an entrepreneur standpoint, once you've gotten into the, the, the rhythm, mm-hmm. now you got to make sure that you're not overbooking yourself. You got to now start to get organized. You got to mm-hmm. I start teaching yourself certain things. So it's just so much to learn after you, you form that habit. It's so much more to learn after that, right? So that's the that's the method actually forming the habit. Seven days actually acquires you to move you into that position. But 21 days, actually, literally that seed is planted into the ground now. And you start to come accustomed to care of this or doing things. That you- right. That's, that's a great, that's a great tie-in because to give you a, a, I guess, a testimony to that, uh, within Breathe University, we have the Chameleon Call, which okay. is led by Carl and a few other people there. And I, I jumped on it a little bit. I think they started it last year, but I jumped on it this year. And they decided to do a book study, and we're studying the power of habit. Okay. And um, and it is talking about how you create habits and how different actions and scenarios affect the habits that we have. And yeah. literally by taking that book, I was just like, okay, let me commit to it after we gone maybe like three or four weeks in. And initially I kind of like dipped my toe in the water. I was like, I don't know if I can commit to this or not, but I was I knew in my mind that if I was going to start this podcast because I, I did the first recording maybe in like August of 2019 mm-hmm. and I wanted to to be able to do it regularly. But I, I did the first one and then I, I backed off of it. Like I already missed that consistency, but I was like, yeah. okay, I know that we talked about routines. Like if I get my morning routine right, I'll get it to flow. So I was like, okay, what's going to be my morning routine? They say, if you make your bed first thing, like you're already winning. Like if nothing else happens that day, like, you come back like the house set on fire or hopefully the house isn't set on fire. But like if you had a car wreck, this, that, or the other, you come home and you see that your bed is made. You're like, Oh, like of everything else that could have happened, I made my bed. So it's yeah. like, okay, I started out. It's like, make my bed, get out of the bed, go downstairs and meditate, or even like sit in the chair next to the bed, just meditate. Whether it's like saying a quick prayer, reading a scripture, if it's one sentence or one chapter out of one book, it's like, just keep it super simple. And then after that, it's like, I, after that, the third thing that I did was get out of the house to be active. So there's a, there's a park not too far from my house. So I was like, okay, I can walk down to the park. But after a while, I was like, that's not so consistent. There's another park with a track around it, and I can just drive there in five minutes. So I was like, jump in the car, drive over there, and just walk. All yeah. you're doing is walking. And like before, I was walking with my mom, and we would do 12 laps around the track, which is 
four miles and you can briskly walk, but like we just walk regularly, nothing too, too crazy. And then I remembered that I did this 10 K trainer app or before they have different versions of it. There's a C2 five K it's couch to five K. And then the next level up is like, here's if you did the five K go ahead and level up to the 10 K and then, Hey, do the marathon. Yeah. I I was like, okay, I I did the five K one before. Let me pick back up with the 10 K one and I'll just start back at day one. And I started doing that. And all it requires you to do is to run and jog three days out of the week. So I was like, okay, I mean, I start doing the routine and then within seven days or somewhere around there, it started to click and my body was like, okay, like wake up. I'm not just going to lay in bed, text. It's like, oh no, no, I got it. I got something to go do. And funny enough, Rochelle T. Parks, the health motivator, she started on October 1st of this year to doing like workouts with Rochelle in the morning. And I just happened to pop my computer open. I was like, 5 a.m. like it's not a terrible time but initially I wasn't getting up at five but I was like oh like Facebook came out with this new thing called the watch party and it's like I can click on it rewatch her video and then invite other people to watch it and all the while you can stream yourself live to see okay like if somebody's watching maybe it'll encourage them like I don't necessarily want to be on camera like let that let that be for like the flamingos the the people that are like all bubbly (laughs) and whatnot but it's like hey if you're going to do something different, you got to put yourself out there. And it's like just started doing that every day or almost every day where it's like I would I didn't start doing it at 5 a.m. with her. I was like, I'll stick to my routine, go and do my walk slash run jog in the morning and then come back in the afternoon after I've gone through did job interviews, recorded a podcast. And I was like, oh, the day's almost over. Like it's 5 p.m. Let me yeah. jump on there, hit record, 15, 20 minutes, done. Like I'm struggling at some times, but like it's been, this is day number 22. I did the workout and I was like, man, she's got, she's got us out here doing Spider-Man planks. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, hey, it's not so bad. Like my core feels better. It feels strong. I can actually hold the plank. Like she's doing 60 pushups. I was like, Hey, I'm up to 30. Like I, I'm doing it at half the time and I'm, I'm not looking at her and measuring. I'm just like, I'm being motivated by her. And something that's helped me to do that is um, this book from Jordan Peterson. He's a clinical psychologist out of Canada. And he wrote this book called 12 Rules for Life. And he says, compare yourself not to somebody else, but to who you were yesterday. So yeah. that every single day that you get up, you challenge yourself to do like a little bit more. And you you do like do the very bare minimum so that you don't um, overwhelm yourself. And every time you do the very bare minimum, it's just like, okay, like I can do one more second than I did yesterday, or I can do just as much as I did yesterday. And then you kind of like self-motivate yourself to say, hey, let me do this. And hey, we're October 22nd today. We passed the 21 day mark. I got up, made my bed, meditated went out for a walk around the neighborhood and I filmed it to where I was like hey maybe I'll just throw this up on on uh, Instagram or whatnot figuring out the social media thing but now I know hey if I've got a question I can reach out to you and your wife and say hey can you guys help me in this area yeah absolutely absolutely let the people know where they can find you um you guys can find me on all social media platforms um my name is is unique casual so c-a-s-u-e-l and then my last name is pitts p-i-t-t-s instagram um i am called real entrepreneur eight so it's the underscore real underscore entrepreneur eight um that's my name on instagram um and again you can just find me on all social media but if you google me i will have literally i will be on the first page (laughs) 
all down that, that first page. Um, so yeah, that that's where you guys can find me at. And I definitely appreciate you. Uh, Thank you, sir. Sure. Say it again. Sure. It's a silent T. Ah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Right. So like what I did uh, on my Instagram, I put it, I kept getting teased with my last name. People used to call me Chewbacca. So <laughs> I put I put a, a T in front of the Chewbacca and I was like, okay, if they see this enough time, they'll be like, oh, that looks like Chewbacca. Maybe they'll figure out how to say my last name. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I love it, man. But yeah, thank you, man, for the opportunity. Yes, um, sir. Take care. All right, you too.